0: Welcome to Questions for Craig. I'm Susanna Sanfilippo, a registered yoga instructor here in Portland, Maine, with Craig Williamson, ready to discuss one of your questions. Craig is an occupational therapist, massage therapist, educator, and the author of two books, Muscular Retraining for Pain-Free Living and Pain-Free Sitting, Standing, and Walking, published by Shambhala Publications. If you have a question for Craig, go to craigwilliamson.net and click on the homepage link that says Questions for Craig. So our question this time is from Cheryl in Los Angeles, and she has a question about sciatica. And She writes, I'm in excruciating pain in my left leg and my left lower back. The doctor says I have sciatica due to two compressed discs in my lumbar. The doctor also thinks I probably need surgery and that I definitely need to strengthen my core and go to Pilates. I don't get this. I work out at the gym a couple times a week, you know, I walk daily, I run five plus miles three times a week, plus I'm an active grade school teacher. I don't sit all day. I've been seeing a chiropractor for about six months now for the lower back pain. And the more I talk about my sciatica, the more I hear that almost everyone I know has had it at one time or another. Is there an inherent defect in our human design? Did Mother Nature put the sciatic nerve in the wrong place? My yoga teacher says the best thing I can do for this is to relax, to do restorative poses, breathe deeply, and get at least 400 milligrams of magnesium daily. Who's right? Should I do nothing, get surgery, or go to Pilates? Thanks, Cheryl from Los Angeles.
1: Well, you asked a lot of questions there, Cheryl. <laughs> That's, um,
0: so, so sciatica is yeah. it, is it a design issue? Is it is it a core strength issue? Is it a surgery issue?
1: Is it's, uh, it's it's not a design issue. I don't know how it could be.
0: How how many? What percentage of your clients are do you see because of sciatica?
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't keep track, but a lot of people have have had sciatica or have it. I mean, it's really common,
0: right? Because when, when I teach, very very often somebody will come in that has been is dealing right. with it,
1: right? And just so people know, sciatica means the some kind of symptoms of having the sciatic nerve irritated, which is a nerve that comes out of the lower lumbar. And sacral vertebra, and it travels down the back of the leg. So it's a bundle of nerves that go all the way down to the to the foot, one on each side. So it can be uh, impinged or pressed upon or affected somehow in the lower back, like the back of the pelvis, and cause feelings in, buttocks, or the back of the thigh, or the back of the lower leg, or even the foot. Or, so,
0: I mean, you're, you're putting it sweetly by saying cause feelings. Everybody <laughs> I know that has had it is it, it, a mess, and it a freak, and it's painful, and it's well, excruciating, and the content doesn't even work. Or, you know, those
1: right, it can rug. be really bad, yeah. so it can, bad. it can be just a fleeting sort of ephemeral kind of feeling, or it can be terrible pain. You know, it's just it's a nerve is being, there are nerve symptoms, symptoms of an irritated nerve or, or, or a compressed nerve.
0: So, how do you know if it's an irritated nerve or a compressed
1: nerve? That's a good question.
0: I guess a compressed nerve would be an irritated nerve.
1: Well, yeah, you know, this is a, a little bit of a sticky wicket.
0: Ah, well, let's get are. sticky. Yeah.
1: Uh, my, my experience, just empirically, you know, from observing you know, lots and lots and lots of people who have either previously had sciatica, which is what's called the name for when it's been irritated, or they currently do, or, you know, their, their symptoms are consistent with it because they describe a pain down the back of their leg where the sciatic nerve is, or their feet are tingling, and, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of uh, well-established symptoms of this. That they can be caused, that can be caused by muscles being tensed and pressing on apparently pressing on the sciatic nerve, such as the piriformis muscle.
0: Right. We we talk about that muscle a lot in yoga. It, right. It's, it gets a lot of press. A yes. lot more than the other rotator muscles. I don't know why, but
1: it's more a little more superficial, and the sciatic nerve, and some apparently in some percent of the it's percentage of the population, that travels through that, through the piriformis. I don't know if that predisposes somebody to having a problem with the sciatic nerve or not. I'm not sure. Hmm.
0: Um,
1: but, um, but also some people will have a, a, a problem or a dysfunction with the sacroiliac joint. Yes. Which is where the sacrum, which is the bottom of the spine, meets with the ilium, which is the pelvis. One on the right, and one on the left, and the sciatic nerve travels right past that, and somehow the dysfunction with that with that joint, which is a whole other subject, but but someone can have symptoms of or, or, or condition that's consistent with having a problem with that joint that it doesn't, it's not in the right position or it's you know, wobbly or Loose or irritated, they will. They can sometimes also have the symptoms of pain down the leg and that, right? And then there are other people who have a disc problem, mm-hmm. like maybe Cheryl. You right. know that, that that they have an MRI and it shows that there's a an injury, like a herniation, which means a uh, broken and extruded disc mm-hmm. uh, that um, is physically pressing on some of the nerve, mm-hmm. the nerves nearby, which mm-hmm. in those nerves that come out of the spine end up connecting or becoming part of this big nerve, which is the, called the sciatic nerve. And then that person can have pain or sometimes even a loss of motor control. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, their foot may, they may, may not be able to go easily uh, uh, walk on their tiptoes or their foot, may so if that's called foot drop.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: You know, the, they, they, liter, you know, that 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 means that the the nerve is being um, pressed on to the extent that they that it's starting to affect the message that goes from the nerve to the foot muscles. That's kind of a that's when it's more serious than just a little nagging pain. Right, right. And uh, so, so there, and someone, some people can even have a problem. Uh, that comes from their back, apparently, their spine, but not feel pain in their back. Or mostly feel it in their leg. Mm -hmm. They may get a terrible burning pain in their lower leg or or their upper leg or the buttocks. Or they may not. They may get it the the other way around. And some people, it fluctuates from day to day. Like, oh, today it's not so bad. And, and, And other people, it's constant. It's really, Mm. it's quite something. And some people, when they, when they basic, when they, I've seen some people, if they relax, it gets better. So that makes you wonder.
0: Well, how can you relax if you're in intense pain, I guess? She's asking. It's not easy.
1: (laughs) It's not easy. I mean, you know, it's, it's not necessarily intense. You know, it it can be, it just, it's a, it can be on a continuum of being mild or moderate or severe pain. So okay, so is that that's clear so far? Yeah. In terms of outlining right, some
0: of the reasons.
1: Right, right. And it's not. It's. I think the thing is to use common sense and try to uh, identify where where the the pain is coming from. Like, is it coming from the lumbar spine? Is it coming from the piriformis? Those are the two main, mm-hmm. main areas, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I mean, it's there are all kinds of, yeah, it's it can be complicated. Or it can be both. Uh, and a lot of people have sciatic pain, and they have every test known to man, and it, they still don't, they don't find any indication from any neurological nerve conduction test or MRI that explains uh, why they have this. But if you, if a body work Practitioner presses their hands on their buttocks or the hip in a certain way. They'll they'll feel that, or they'll they'll feel that the pain, or they'll feel it kind of like a line, sort of pain move down mm-hmm. the nerve. Or, um, so something's irritated. The, ner- the nerve is getting is, is irritated somehow by something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Even but though it doesn't show up on a like a diagnostic imaging test.
0: So what would you say to what would you say to Cheryl, and then would you say the same thing to the person who walks in who has nothing diagnosable that shows up on a test? Right, what, right. What's what would you do the same?
1: I, what I would say generally, you know, not having seen her, is if she's not uh, losing, if there's not a risk of her losing the function of her foot uh, permanently, which her doctor should be able to tell her. In other words. She can't move her foot properly anymore, mm-hmm. um, and and there's a risk that, that that there might be nerve damage. That's the far end of the spec of the continuum, right? If that's not happening, and uh, and if the if the pain is not driving her completely mad, mm-hmm. you know, she can tolerate function, you know, uh, another month or so. Mm-hmm. The best thing, the first, the most fundamental thing someone can do mm-hmm. is to learn how to to make sure that they are carrying their pelvis and their lumbar spine correctly. That, to me, is the most sensible first step. Maybe that person already is, but so many people are not.
0: Well, let's let's say for for fun that Cheryl is not. What would you tell? How could you? What would you look for? What can we tell her?
1: Well, you know what I. Uh, I'd say, you know, get my second book, yes, and follow what it says, because that's what it's about. sitting, right?
0: standing and walking for a pain free living available right. at Amazon yes, or right. at Craig's website
1: right buy two right yeah, Buy two yeah. but the but that that explains really simply and their mm-hmm. exercises so uh, a lot of people have told me they they got the book and that it, there was it, they could follow what it said and and and, and learn how to whether they were. Basically, ha- rotating their pelvis too far mm-hmm. backward, or they like occasionally is too far forward, but, but, but usually it's too far backward, or mm-hmm. if their lumbar curve isn't where it needs to be, or if they're trying to have good posture, but they're so tense in their effort to do so that that's causing uh, rigidity and stiffness, and that could be exacerbating. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do first if I saw Cheryl at my office. I'd say, well, let's just check this out and see. Mm-hmm. Because if that's what's causing it or even if it's part of what's irritating it, it needs to be dealt with so that you eliminate that as a possibility right so uh, because if the, if the pelvis isn't carried the right way, they to be putting pressure on the lumbar sacral area.
0: So um, does that? Lead us into the uh, discussion about maybe she has a weak core. This is what her doctor said. Something about you know you need to get yourself to a, a Pilates class. Doctor said I definitely need to strengthen my core. Is that something to do with um, the pelvis?
1: Uh, yes and no. Okay. It depends how it's how it's taught, mm. and um, so I think what the doctor maybe was suggesting was. Essentially, do Pilates as a way to uh, carry your pelvis and your, your trunk of your body properly so you're not collapsing your weight onto your lumbar spine and making it worse. Right, right. I mean... Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's, and and uh, for some people, doing Pilates, is the it really helps them with that. Uh, and, it, and there are all kinds of methods, or there are different ways Pilates is... Taught. But basically, uh, I think it's it's great if it works for somebody, that's great. I my, my own bias personally is is would be first to, to, to even do something more basic, which is learn to sense where the bone or the spine and the pelvis needs to be, and then do exercises that help you learn to carry it that way. And for some people, they need the abdominals to be stronger. And for a lot of people, they don't. I, mean, I see this happens to, to a lot of people who have already been working out at the gym, and they, you know, you don't need to have super strong abs to just be able to not have back pain.
0: You they, don't need abs of steel. You
1: don't. One does not. Hmm. Right, right. So that's.
0: Well, I'm assuming she said she runs many miles a week and she walks daily, and as a grade school teacher, I would think that she would have a decent set of abdominal muscles but we don't know. Right, right.
1: And if she went to a Pilates teacher that essentially taught what I'm describing in my book along with Pilates, then she'd be all set. She could get both. Right. Like learn learn how to sense where your 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 body, your your pelvis and your back need to be, mm-hmm. get to know how to feel that. Mm-hmm. Then, if you do any kind of exerc- exercises like Pilates, then use that as a way to see how how does doing that particular exercise help me get retain or maintain that feeling of having a long waist, uh, a, a natural lumbar curve, my pelvis tilted, you know, in a neutral way? Like, those are the basic things, which can all be pointed out, and and it feels different if you mm-hmm. someone carries himself that way, and, and and doing Pilates, and for some people doing yoga, you know, can have the same result. The net same net result, mm-hmm. which is they feel more space, more lengthened, less uh, pressure on their back. It all depends on how they're doing it, what they're you know how well their instructors have taught them to feel what they're trying to do.
0: So for Cheryl, would you say uh, she's I, asking, do nothing, get surgery, go to Pilates, all three? Okay,
1: I would say. Uh, Don't do surgery unless mm. it's, it's it's urgent. Yeah, right. Unless right. Meaning that you're gonna you're gonna, or else the pain is just too bad. You can't do you can't do any exercise. Mm-hmm. You can't do anything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like that's the case because she's been going to a chiropractor, and maybe the chiropractor has been kind of keeping the edge. You know, that keeps the edge o- or off, so to speak, takes the edge off of the, the problem. But it's not changing either the way she's carrying her body mm-hmm. or the condition of the discs, which can take. A long time, although discs can heal if somebody is patient and they learn how to not squish them every time they sit or stand or walk.
0: Really, this is yeah. news to me. I thought that if you had a, a funky disc, you had a funky disc, you were gonna have to get surgery or be in pain. But you're saying you can?
1: Well, some people
0: just by fixing your alignment, you can.
1: Well, it's happened with with people.
0: Nice.
1: Right. Right. It's. It, it might be a question of how severe it is mm-hmm. and also how severe the, the pain is mm-hmm. you know if it's just just too impossible then it's uh, the pain that is then somebody in right. surgery if that relieves it then uh, that could be a really good thing for some people but for a lot of people are most of the people I, I see are not in that category they're kind of in the middle zone where it hurts a lot but they can do a few uh, exercises that I show them or some of the positional things that they learned from like that's in the sitting, standing, and walking book. They can find a way to decrease to some extent the, the pain they feel. And if they can do that, then I'd say, well, just, just hang in there and just keep doing that for a while. Uh, I mean, there there are all kinds of I mean, I, uh, exercises. Basically, anything that reinforces I just I, I realize I just keep saying the same thing over and over. No, again, it's okay. Anything that reinforces that way of carrying the bot, you know, their 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 pelvis and lower back and upper body. So that, you know, any exercise that reinforces that makes the muscles stronger that that, that need to help with that. Which mm-hmm. isn't you don't need a lot of strength. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of good methods around, I mean, or, or even trainers that can help with that. But if someone knows that themselves already, then if they go into a particular class or something, they can see, oh, hey, wait a minute, this is making me roll my pelvis the wrong way, or mm-hmm. my back hurts when I do this, why is that? Or I have sciatic, it's worse after this such and such class. Those are all red flags. Mm-hmm. Tell you that either you didn't do it properly, mm-hmm. or there's something about that method that's just not going to work. Because what it's asking you to do, it,
0: yeah. So it sounds like you'd say the same thing to the person who had no um, real diagnosis as to why they were suffering from sciatica. You would say the same thing. Check in with the alignment, the posture.
1: That's the first thing, right? Or, or you know, and, and I also would check and see. Well, this can this person relax? Um, there back muscles or and can they use their psoas, can they act, can they find their hip flexors those are all things i mean the exercises that are in my first book which i tried to make it general so it would just apply to a lot of people but if uh, all of those especially the first few uh, can be used in detail to help identify i use those to assess whether somebody can use their abdominals. Can mm-hmm. relax their abdominals. Can use their hip flexors. Can relax their hip flexors. Can use their lower back muscles. Mm-hmm. Their their extensors. Can relax those. What can they sense? Can they release their lumbar spine? You know, all, all those different uh, components. And if they're stuck on one of those, or they can't do one of those. Then I would I would have that person emphasize that. And and I've seen, in terms of lower back pain or sciatica, any one of those things are a possibility. Okay. It's a cost. So I, I would say for Cheryl to try that first. First. Yes. Uh, find somebody who understands what I'm talking about, or, <laughs> or have a, do a Skype session with me. Or you know, it doesn't have to be me, right. but somebody who can help her with this. And then if that doesn't work, if if the pain keeps getting worse, because this is pretty reliable. Yes. Doing this. If, 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 if someone, if, if somebody, I uh, checked all, assessed all of these things, for, and this happens every once in a while, I assess all of the, the things I'm describing, mm-hmm. and they can do everything, their alignment's good, their awareness is good, their muscles are strong, and they still have that pain, there's no position they can get in for relief, I would then suggest you probably need to have surgery, because it's not gonna
0: mm-hmm.
1: or else, if you can stand it, just just wait it out mm-hmm. if you can because sometimes it can I've seen people where it, over the very slowly over the course of a year or two it gets better mm-hmm. if, if, you know if they're willing to do that that would be they could they could do that but um,
0: I didn't know it was something that, that could just kind of slowly get better
1: well some people right it, 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 it does now the other thing which is a like this is another vector flying in here oh, but, good. Which is it can it, it in some people I think it can be in, in, entirely psychogenic,
0: uh-huh. or
1: partially. Uh uh-huh. yeah, right. We
0: we've had episodes. I think it, I think it might even be called psychogenic pain.
1: Right. If you're interested
0: in finding out more about psychogenic pain, but just give could you just give a one sentence description for people? Well,
1: there know? there it's possible that that there it's a it's a it's none of the things I just described, mm-hmm. and there is a the irritation of the nerve is coming as a result of the sympathetic nervous system mm-hmm. affecting in some way affecting the nerve or the muscles around the nerve the sciatic nerve mm-hmm. in a way that is causing a disruption that's causing a person to feel that pain there in, in, in mm-hmm. other words that's just the way that it can have. someone can have pain anywhere in their body that's, that's, that's basically you could say uh, uh, it's their body trying to tell them that something is bothering them emotionally or mentally. Right, like a headache or a stomach ache, it can be a back ache, and it, it can be anything. It can be a toe ache and or it can be a it can be a sciatic ache. And it, yeah. That's
0: interesting. I guess I never thought of psychogenic pain as, as being something that would could affect nerves. I always thought it was something that would just tense the the muscles, you know, the fight, flight response, every muscle gets tense, tense, tense. Fear fight, flight, I guess I never thought that it could go to a nerve.
1: It seems like it does. Mm-hmm. And I, I base that on uh, my own observations of working with some people who have had, particularly with their arms, have had pain, uh, nervy kind of pain in their arms down to their hands, who continue to have it even after... Virtually every muscle imaginable is relaxed through treatment or exercise, that there isn't, you know, they're able to really let go of their arm and their shoulder and their neck and they still describe the same feeling. And then when they address the problem as psychological, right. the pain goes away. I've actually seen that with, with real humans. With my own eyes, yes, you know, and and so and they're not crazy, you know. This is something that actually happened. So the only way to the only conclusion I can come to then was that the problem was inherently the the, the the nervy bad feelings they had in their fingers and their hand was coming from an emotional genesis, yes, cause and and that that um, they may have had muscle tension. As a result of that, because it hurt all the time, or you mm-hmm. know, but but it, but the real cause was was not alignment or muscle tension. So I don't know how the sympathetic nervous system does that, but it does. Because that's the mediator. The sympathetic nervous system is a way of describing the involuntary, or the autonomic part of the nervous mm-hmm. system that that. In a sense, you could see it as a connection between someone's emotions and their and their body. It's it's the it goes everywhere. It's a, it's part of the, the nerves that go everywhere, and they're they're excited by emotional states as well as emergencies. And
0: That's interesting that you call you called it an irritation of the nerves. You know, it's an interesting word to use because I think a lot of times that psychological state is we're irritated
1: you know <laughs> right and, and the, and the pro, one Long-term problematic chronic term, irritation <laughs> yes that's right that, that that's then that that's exactly what it is and the mechanical view of all of these problems is is to call it a compressed nerve which makes sense if you think of things mechanically mm. you know if you like if you have a your garden hose is on your driveway mm-hmm. and you park your tire of your car over it it's going to stop the water from coming out the hose. Mm-hmm. So you could say, well, if I have a muscle or a, a, a disc that's pressing on a nerve, it's, gonna, it's it's, compressing a nerve, it will stop the flow. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it will, and that can happen. Mm-hmm. So, but I, uh, often the assumption when someone has symptoms, uh, whether it's in their sciatic nerve or in their arms, that, that that's what it is. It must be a compressed nerve. Mm-hmm. But there are some people that I've worked with now, keep in mind, I'm working with people that aren't helped by the usual conventional means, otherwise, they wouldn't bother seeing me, right? But who have had, uh, like, a nerve conduction test, for example, mm. which tests whether the nerve message is going down their arm or oh, their I leg.
0: I didn't know there was right? any such thing. Yes. Yeah. Handy.
1: Right. So you can see where, where, is, a, where is there a blockage? You know, does all of the energy, the electrical energy, get down to the end of the arm or leg? And some people, their nerve conduction test is just fine. Mm-hmm. So the neurologist says, "Well, there's nothing blocked there; we can see," and yet they still continue. They continue to have mm-hmm. those you know, wacky symptoms of as if their median nerve, their radial nerve, is actually impinged.
0: So at that point, it's the psychogenic.
1: Well, <clears throat> it can also be a myofascial. Uh-huh. I know, right, Let's right. Let's go another avenue. I know. Uh, but, 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 it, but, and, or, but it can also be uh, the sympathetic nervous system business that, that, that is, that's irritate. It's not, it's not an impingement or a, a pinching or a compressing. It's just, it's just, it's a, some other, it's the irritation.
0: Irritation of the fascia. Like right. it's gummed up somehow by an emotion or a thought
1: or. No, no, not, not, not irritation of the fascia, oh, okay. irritation of the nerve. Okay. And all the body work in the world does not alter that for that person A. Right? Person B, and I've also I've worked with people where who've had the same kind of symptoms. Let's say in their hands, could be in their leg, doesn't really matter. And and after doing some kind of myofascial manipulation with my hands, they'll say they may say something like, "Oh, I can feel more feeling now in my uh, thumb and my first finger." Something like that, or, so so there's an there's an effect, um, but the muscles or the fascia that I was manipulating were not directly on the line of the nerve. Am I being too technical? No, you know, like like for the it's easier to understand this for the arm, even though we're talking about the sciatic. Mm-hmm. The nerves come out of the neck and go down the arm, mm-hmm. and uh, so the impingement, if there were one, would be somewhere between your neck. Mm-hmm. And your shoulder mm-hmm. and your your elbow and your wrist somewhere in there, mm-hmm. but I've sometimes I've I've manipulated the armpit
0: mm-hmm.
1: of a person. Mm. I mean, an area where not directly where those nerves go, it's south of where they go, yeah. right? And uh, and they will feel an effect in their fingers afterwards. I mean, it's ha- it's happened. Yeah, it has happened. So you can explain that can be explained by muscles or fascia or connective tissue mm-hmm. that. S- covers a large area, and if you press on it or release it or stretch it, mm-hmm. maybe in the back of the armpit or the shoulder blade, it, it loosens some pulling that's happening on the arm where the nerve actually does go. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not going to get uh, shown by uh, an MRI or a nerve conduction test either.
0: Right.
1: Right? So, so it can be tricky then to know, uh, well, what's, is it psychogenic? Or is it the smile facial thing? And and then and I and unless we, I mean the the subject of the psycho we talked about that in another interview, but right. uh, that's a big subject. People tend to dismiss. I observe that's like the least likely one that someone might consider to be a possibility.
0: Psychogenic pain would be least likely. It
1: seems like it. Well, because it's harder to grasp. Right. Like what does it mean, or how does that happen, or it seems kind of flaky, or it seems
0: kind of shameful
1: even you know my yeah there's it's just you know and it, it but but it, all of the things i've described since we started talking here about this i've seen happen with okay. number of people and so it's difficult to make a black and white statement about what to do um, that's why i said we need to use common sense and a little bit of deductive reasoning mm-hmm. and have some practitioners or a doctor or somebody that you you, who you can talk to about this and. Go through it and say, well, okay, you know, if it's not this, then let's try to find out what it what it is, and if to find out is this something that is reversible mm-hmm. or not. Yes, uh, even over time, and, and I it seems like more and more the people I see who have been to see surgeons who do back surgery. I mean, we're in Maine, just for the listener, in this area. They, the more I over the last ten years, I've heard compared to the previous twenty, people are. Saying more that their their surgeons are saying, well, why don't you wait, and you know, maybe try a cortisone shot mm-hmm. to which which relieves the swelling, or, or just wait because they've seen with some people that just decide, maybe they can't afford their surgery mm-hmm. for some reason they don't have it. A few years go go by, and oh, it's all gone.
0: Wow! Even
1: so, with sciatica, sometimes.
0: that's very hopeful to hear. Very hopeful.
1: Yeah, we don't really think that. Well, yeah, there's, there's no absolutes right there, there are no, but, but we tend to not think that our body can really heal itself. But the conditions have to be right for it to heal itself, which is why the first thing I said was if ideally somebody's not sitting or standing in a way that's squishing their lower back so much that no matter how much they want to heal themselves, it's not going to happen. Right. right? So that's a, a really basic, uh, reasonable thing to address
0: mm.
1: and, and also learn to relax to the extent that's possible given what's going on.
0: It's very, very sound wisdom. Thank you. I hope Cheryl in Los Angeles and anybody else listening that that was um, provided some clarity for you. If you have any questions or further comments, get in touch with us at somaticintegration.com. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You have been listening to Questions for Craig with Craig Williamson. If you have a question that you would like Craig to address, please send it to craig at somaticintegration.com. Learn more about Williamson muscular retraining at somaticintegration.com.